Today's podcast is sponsored by iTunes. Go to CheapSeatReviews.com, click on the iTunes banner, and purchase anything that you want on iTunes, whether it be this movie or the soundtrack, especially the soundtrack because it's such a good soundtrack, or any kind of other uh, spoken word or anything else that you would like to buy from iTunes. And a small portion of that purchase will go directly to Cheap Seat Reviews. Attention to orders. I have a presentation to make. For service above and beyond the call of duty of a tourist, even a Marine, we recognize Professor John Patrick Ryan with the Order of the Purple Target and hope that he will duck next time lest he become part of history rather than a teacher of it. (laughs) We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 77, and today we are talking about 1992's The Patriot Games. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Chad, anchor to the back, Evans. More like Patriot Games. <laughs> we heard, Sorry, it was just old to me. I just we, just seemed old. Hey, Chad, just we heard none of what you just said, so try again. Chad, anchor to the back, Evans. Oh, this is great. More like 1982. Okay. It, it wasn't the fact that you were far away from the microphone. It's your internet sucks, and we couldn't hear you. So thank you for both yelling and the sarcasm. Cornelius, don't waste a good Sam Jackson Logan. I'm tired of these movies with men. I can't even do it right. Yeah, uh, uh, hi, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good, pal, thanks. Uh, And Sam, Sean Bean dies. Didn't see that coming. Vector. (laughs) Okay. lack of an intro is brought to you by BMW. I think that was in this film. I think it was a Porsche, wasn't it? I think it was a Porsche. Never yeah, mind. her car was. A oh, Porsche. Nissan. Nissan was definitely in here. Uh, okay. It, or no, a Suzu. It was in a Suzu dealership. Uh, all right. <laughs> sure. I, I know he drove a Ford Taurus station wagon, and she drove a Jeep Wrangler that she liked to rev the engine for some reason. Whatever. Um, so let's pull because up. Because that's intimidating. I guess. Uh, so let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into this. So this is 1992's The Patriot Games. Uh, Chad has obviously already given his, I think, opinion of it, and that's okay. Also, unfortunately, Chad and Sam are having what we would consider severe internet issues. Um, so if there's awkward pauses, it's probably because they're talking, but they don't realize that we can't hear them. Like now. Um, so there you go. Uh, so Catherine said some lovely words about Patriot Games. 
Patriot Games. When CIA analyst Jack Ryan interferes with an IRA assassination, a renegade faction targets him and his family for revenge. That's right. Revenge. That's what this movie is. It's a revenge story uh, about the IRA, the not the Internal Revenue Association. That's not a real thing. But the um, Irish... What is IRA? Irish something Republican army? Republican army. Is that what it is? Republican army? So... Um, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, Sh- shouldn't you know this? I should. really, they were fighting the British. They were I fighting the British, I mean, right? Yeah, they were fighting the British. They wanted their kind of sole freedom to vote and choose and do whatever the heck they wanted to do. Uh, and yeah, they, I know. I mean, it was very patriotic. Yeah. Yes. The games they played to get free of their, you know, yes. oppression. That's Those are all real. Uh... That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. So, Chad. <laughs> yeah. This is your part of the show where you talk and yeah, say things Sean. about the show. Oh, the this movies. is my part. This is your part. You know, after 77 episodes, I might, you know, get used to this. Maybe. But, um, you know, I, I really, you know, the, the historical aspect of, of this film is really, um, I, I think I think that it was really, really, uh, really important. Um, Mel Gibson did an awesome job. Of uh, of really being a, a great patriot and uh, fighting the British. And, it was a revenge uh, flick. It really was a revenge flick. I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> this is only funny if you listen to a few episodes ago where Chad watched the wrong movie. If you if you saw if you listen if to I that episode, remember. this is hilarious. <laughs> And that's actually great, too, because there is a movie called The Patriot. So, uh, yes, of course. That's actually pretty funny. Good job, Chad. Is it is it streaming? I'm wondering. I, I don't think it I is. I don't know. No. I don't, I don't think I, so. I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, all, right. all right. Realistically, though, <laughs> I, I found a really hard time to get into this film. Like, I was really confused for the first, like, 30 minutes. Like, where are we? Are we are we in London? Are we in in, are we in, in France? Ireland, France? Are we in Sean's underpants? It's underpants, I'm, yay! Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> yay underpants. Um, I was I was just really confused and it's like, who are we trying to kill? I mean, I mean, do they make it known that it's a you know a, a botched um, assassination? But it was just like I was just really confused and why did he feel like he needed to jump in there? I mean, obviously, you know, other than he's a Marine and he's a hero. and Actually, is he a Marine? Yes. Was he a Marine? Yes, yes, yes he was a Marine. Yes, right. we, we've seen his origin story. Yeah. But, but still, I mean, for where, where... I mean, your instincts are to help other people, but shouldn't they be... Protect your family? Protect your family. He did. That's just me. That's... And can I just th- throw out this one really big plot hole? You can try. How did how did Sean Bean, how did Sean Bean and the and the guy know that they were going to be on the highway? Well, that one highway. That well, that one I actually buy more than. How did they know what school to go to? You know, I, I buy the fact that yeah, man. You know, because I like I think they know where he lives. And so he looks at a map and goes, well, she turned right there, and that's on the way to the highway that would take them that way. That I buy more than, one, how did they know 
what school to go to. Two, how did they know that he, that Ryan has to um, walk out of Annapolis and park on some side street, which I don't think that would happen. I think they have their own faculty parking lot. Because I've been there, and I, I think I've seen a lot of parking lots, but whatever. Um, there was a Ample lot of... Ample parking for the armed forces. Yeah, I, I feel like there Not was so a lot much of... for the... Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I guess maybe. Um, I just... Uh, there was a lot of omniscient bad guy thing happening. Uh, Corny, were you done, Chad? I am now. Well, I mean, if you have more to say, <laughs> please say it, or unless you want to save it for the meat of the show. I think I'll just save it for the good old meat and potatoes. All right. Corny, speaking, of, speaking of meat and potatoes, Corny. I think it was a lovely film. Everything I saw was really nice, and I, uh, for the for the most part, I... Thought the Irish fellas were, were uh, just top of the top of the line. Um, that's, it's actually, been a long... that's, that's not bad. When I always get freaked out is when I hear like actual black people with British accents, and it freaks me out for some reason. <laughs> like when Don Cheadle is doing his hackneyed accent when he's in the Ocean's movie. Like, I, I have a hard time taking him seriously sometimes. It's like, like I know there's black people in England and they have accents, but for some reason it just it seems wrong. I don't know why. That's that's probably a totally racist statement, but just a little bit. You know, you know, whatever. Yeah. One star yeah. reviews from we're all British. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't be British African Americans. Bri African Britons. Oh yeah, they wouldn't be African Americans. They would be African Britons or African. Well, just, see, this is a, actually, before we do this, actually, they're probably why just, just Britons. Why can't they be just Britons? <laughs> Well, hey, I'm I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. I'm I'm all about getting rid of the whole African American. Well, you are not from Africa, nor were your parents. No, you know, you're from Shelby. You're. I mean, would it be would it be really in, politically incorrect if I just went around calling uh, calling Sam like uh, German American? Right. I mean, that's what his heritage is. I'm an Irish American or English Isle American because I'm mostly English. I mean, oh, whatever. Because while we're on while we're on Irish, uh, uh, okay. my, my boy, my uh, oh, my thank son. goodness the internet broke out there. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going, Corny? <laughs> oh, this is going to be full of uh, all no, kinds uh, of we were... terrible things. Um, so uh, I was going to say, uh, speaking of Irish, my my son is a uh, quarter Irish, and uh, I, I don't know, but it makes me proud. I don't know why, but. Uh, I think uh, a long time so ago, I just one leaf off the shamrock. Pretty much, I think that works. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, but, oh, but uh, <laughs> but but Patriot Games. What'd you but say? Patriot Games. What? Oh. It'd be considered grass. You know, just one leaf. Oh, right, right. Sleep <laughs> me alone. Leave me alone. Okay. Uh, right. No, as for the the movie, I, it's been a long time since I've seen it, and uh, I mean a really long time since I've seen it. Right. And um. I had forgotten that uh, I, I did like this movie, but unfortunately, because of, C, uh, of cheap seat reviews, I uh, started to notice all these, you know, plot holes, like, like Chad has mentioned. Um, and I spent while I I kind of got what was going on, I really didn't understand how he he well he knew magic and he could just he just knew everything. He, he was on omniscient almost. It was who, weird. Who Ryan or the bad uh, guys? Sorry. Uh, Sean Deadbeam. Right. <laughs> Deadbeam. Uh, Was funny. it really weird to hear him in, a, in an Irish accent? A little bit. I, I couldn't. I, it 
just didn't place right for me for some reason. It also helped. And was is it was it it may have been just me, but wasn't the Irish accents just a little difficult to understand? They I mean, were, some of it was really thick. Well, you know why, Chad? For, for me and my, you know, deaf ears. You know why? I can tell you why. Why is that? Why is that? One does not simply do an Irish accent. Ah, there it is. Nice. Um, <laughs> Two for one. Yes. I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Good job, Corny. What was I going to say to that? Oh, uh, the only going to say <laughs> nothing. The only, you the, can't say anything. Well, one thing is that Sean Bean it helps that he only has like four lines in the whole movie. Um, Otherwise, yeah. he's just angry Irish guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Who had a mullet? I think for the majority of the movie until he went. He on, did actually kind of military, <laughs> whatever. But the the guy I had a hard time with was the um, the uh, old man McGillicuddy with the bad hair, who uh, Harrison Ford uh, threatens in the bar. His accent was pretty thick. Oh, the head Patty, like Patty, the, Patty O'Malley, the public relations yeah. for the uh, IRA. Yeah, yeah, Patty O'Malley. Can we get more of an Irish generic name than Patty O'Malley? I mean, I'm not sure it was O'Malley. I just... <laughs> no, I think that's actually his name. I think that was his character name. I might be wrong. With the it O'Malley. could be. I still think it's sort of Lucky O'Brien. Lucky O'Brien. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I guess technically you're right. Yeah, Patty O'Neill, that was his name. Patty O'Neill. Patty O'Neill. Wait, that was Richard Harris? Oh Pacho my God, Fernandez. that's Aaron Harris's brother. That's no, that's Dumbledore. No way. Yes, that was freaking Dumbledore. Holy cow! Son, Man, he was young looking. That's awesome because I didn't look huh. at the. Uh, well, this is what from ninety three, ninety two, yeah, ninety two. Mm-hmm. How about that? Well, good for her. Would have been in the sixties. He must have had a really hard childhood. <laughs> Richard Hare is. Oh, wow! What? I don't I mean, know. What's another name for Richard? Rich. Rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Rich. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Rich. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> or Richie, even. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Richie. <laughs> All right, carry on. Show notes. <laughs> oh, I'm 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 still waiting for Corny to do his deal. <laughs> what? Are you done? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm done. Oh okay. Uh, well, good. Uh, so you have little lights. No. All right. Um, I believe this is probably my my second uh, go round on Patriot Games, um, and I still really enjoyed it. Even looking at it critically, um, I still had a good time with it. Uh, I was able to uh, to follow it really well. I I just this is one of those '90s. What you would put on quote unquote intelligent action flicks that I always liked. I love the uh, the finale, uh, the third act of this film. I think it's very well made and very uh, um, tension filled. Yeah. Um, I also like now that I've it's been so long since I've seen it. Going back and seeing the young Harrison Ford. Yeah. And you start thinking, you know, when exactly did he lose that? cool you know that that i don't know leading guy um indiana jones four no it was before four uh yeah but you know it it just i I enjoyed seeing harrison ford in his prime not maybe not quite his prime but you know still a good harrison ford the younger years i still think and um i i'm 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 with you to a point i still think he's in his prime because 
because Air Force One was still great. And, yeah. and I still bought him as an action dude, and that was five years later. So I still think he's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like, when was it that, that Harrison Ford started going downhill? Maybe it was after that. Maybe it was after uh, Air Force One. When he started to marry, when he married Callista Flockhart, I think that was when it was. Oh, oh, that did happen, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, Are they still married? Oh, yeah, they're still married. Uh, let's see. Yeah, six days, seven nights is when it started to get real bad. He was still pretty good. Actually, you know what, Sam? His yeah. career jumped the shark at Hollywood Homicide. Yeah, that would have been it. You remember that? With uh, Josh that Hartnett, was right? The... Josh Hartnett, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not good. And he's not good in it. Because he was pretty good in K-19, yeah. The Widowmaker. And he was pretty creepy in What Lies Beneath. And then after that, he does Firewall. And a bunch of other movies. He was kind of cool in Cowboys and Aliens because he's just old, grumpy, racist man. But after that, yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, like Ender's Game, yeah. we all were like, whatever. You know, it could have been anyone, you know, in that particular role. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, so I still say that in 92, he's still very cachet. He's still a big name. Um, yeah. Cause again, he's a draw. Oh yeah, he's definitely a draw. Because I still, st- I still think Air Force One is one of my favorite '90s action flicks. <laughs> I mean, Get Off My Plane is great. I thought he was going to say Get Off My Boat. I was waiting for Get Off oh, My Boat. Yes, I did. Get Off Me My too. Boat, and these, yeah. <laughs> that actually would have been great. Get off my boat. Like that oh. becomes a thing oh, that and, he does. And also, if we're talking about that. I was waiting uh, when his wife said, "I love you." I know. Right. he probably did like one of the outtakes you know yeah oh yeah you know it i could kind of see him saying (laughs) or maybe every once in a while when he walks into a door he does the uh the uh shooting uh shooting pose on the uh poster right (laughs) (laughs) exactly or the whip or you know with the oh yeah yeah think you think some of his other roles when he's got a light behind him (laughs) yeah exactly Someone just I'm, randomly like walks on set with a sword. He just pulls the gun out and pretends to shoot. Him. <laughs> like, or yeah, he he gets dressed up in in a real good tuxedo and like you can see down the scope of a gun. And when he turns real quick and he shoots it and the screen goes red, Harrison Ford was never James Bond. Was he not? No. <laughs> I, again, with with Sam and his track record on movies, I can't tell if this is real or not. No, no, that's got to be a joke. That huh? has to be a joke. Though they do make, they do mention James Bond in this movie. Yeah, yeah. You have oh. to be real. You have to listen for it. But when the kind of uh, dorky, dorky electrician comes in and he's like, "I like mystery novels. You ever heard anything by? Okay. Do you have anything?" Ian Fleming. Yeah, that's the guy who wrote yeah. the Bond yeah. films or the Bond books. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. See, it was an inside joke. <laughs> it was in, it was an inside joke because it was inside, right? No, because it was about Bond and Harrison. You Ford. had no idea that that was in the movie. <laughs> I found it pretty funny. Huh? Oh, no, I knew. I, I've have I've got this movie memorized. Oh, okay. Are you done with your little intro th- or your little uh, review, Sam? Oh, do you oh, know, I can't tell because what, Sam? Huh? Are I'm you- fine. Okay. I didn't know. Corny I kept think, t- I don't know. I can. You keep cutting in and out too. Uh, 
I'm not sure if I am as well. You are. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Corny also kept talking over you, so I couldn't hear what you were saying. Um, so uh, this is probably the fourth or fifth time I've seen this movie, but I haven't seen it probably in close to 10 years. Uh, probably more than that, actually. Um, and this was one that I watched with my dad a couple times. This was one of the few like rated R movies I was allowed to watch with dad before you know, when I was like 13 or 14. They only dropped the F-bomb once. Right, and I cop- and I captured it. So, uh, actually, no, I think there's a couple times. Because I think, like... And it wasn't by the person I thought that was going to drop the F-bomb. Well, Sean Bean says it, like, once or twice. And then Harrison Ford, I know, dropped it once, because that's... Because I captured that one. And Samuel L. Uh, Jackson muttered it under his breath a few times. I'm sure he did. He's somewhere. under contract to do that. I'm sure he did. <laughs> there's probably, like, a... <laughs> Like a director's cut version where he just is just a slew of f f bombs. Get all these bleeping Irish out <laughs> of the bleeping desert. Actually, I can see him like when he because he showed up to be Harrison Ford's kind of like bodyguard when he went to the Irish pub. I could kind of see him like bumping into that guy and being like "f you, Irish." Yeah, I could kind of see there. <laughs> like there's some take out there on the cutting room floor. Uh-huh. Where, or better yet, as he he's starting to walk out, someone pulls a gun, and then he pulls a gun, and then reenacts the entire scene from Pulp Fiction. Right. <laughs> and then he pulls out a purple lightsaber, and then all hell breaks loose. I know, right? <laughs> how cool would that be? Like, we even you, count that as a Samuel Jackson. Well, but like, how cool would it be to go back to that to that movie to go back in time and go, hey, you are in Star Wars, and you're gonna be in Star Wars. Like, you know, I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, you're in Star Wars. You're in Star Wars. Everybody's in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, thank you, Oprah. So I think, unlike Chad, I think this movie totally holds up for the time that it's in. Meaning, it doesn't use yep. it doesn't use technology that didn't exist. It was yeah. They're I love using- the satellite phone because I remember my dad having one. Just the exact same size. Yeah, that big like phone that's connected to the car. Like you couldn't you couldn't take yep. that phone out of the car. It was like part of the vehicle. And the 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 use of the satellite technology, like they didn't have you know, they're they're literally looking at like an overhead projector. You know, I just I know that's old technology, but it's what they had in ninety two and I, I appreciate movies for giving us what actually existed. Like there was no bad tech in this movie. You know, he says Move the little, you know, zoom in here, and the guy has to... Yes, go. there was. There was bad tech. Where? What happened? When? Um, the, the bad tech, and this is, they usually use this in movies, in the uh, picture resolution. Yeah? In terms of, can you, can you, uh, can you clarify that, or can you, can you clean that up so we can see it better? You see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to disagree with you there. I thought yeah. that, you know, they did zoom in on on parts of the image, but the resolution never changed. No. I mean, the resolution got worse as you zoomed in, as you would naturally as do. It, as it would. Unlike what you see on, like, CSIs, where when you zoom in, when you, you know, oh, let's clean that up, and all of a sudden the resolution goes... But they did. But not really. Because yeah, remember, like, that that got us the classic line, You mean, tits. you mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not that line. You got, was it this line? Tits. That line yes. there? Yes. <laughs> That's it. But the thing is, is like, you're still like, it's, it's, it's obviously a digital, it's still a digital image that they're manipulating. Right. Yep. And, and even though it's probably right. like, like a hundred pixels, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing like the megapixels that we have nowadays. I mean, our iPhones have. Oh, yeah. Like, our satellites can probably, you know. They could probably read. Pop a pimple on her chest. Yeah, I'm sure. So, I thought that the technology for what they had was was actually accurate. Because it was still kind of fuzzy. I mean, you can barely tell what, like, he had to quote-unquote clean it before you can really even see what it was. I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know. To me, I'm with you, Chad. It didn't bother me. It didn't take me out of the movie. Um, the only stuff that really, quote-unquote, bothered me was the the fact that these bad guys just knew where to go all the time. I just... Yeah. That stuff bothered me. It's like, oh, we need to go... That's how... Uh... That's how the the IRA, especially the the uber violent IRA subgroups, they could they could find your child. I guess just like if they have the ability to do what they did in this movie, why didn't they win their independence a long time ago? You know, it's just <laughs> especially with against those London cops, those cops were terrible. Muffin button, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those those London cops, they just like. Again, the omniscient bad guys. I mean, that was a trope I wrote down like six. I could have written down like six times. Like, they knew. I understand that they knew. They would. They had an inside guy, right? I get that. But yeah. But that inside guy was the Parliament's, you know, the Royals' guy. So I get how they knew when he was leaving. At the time he was leaving, so they knew when to capture him. Like I get that. Yeah. I don't get how. They knew which vehicle was the one that had Sean Bean in it, and that they knew to to strike at the bridge because they knew that the bridge was going to be up. I I started to think that the girl. I think I think the girl had I think they had enough contacts, and maybe the movie didn't explain the, those contacts enough. But I think they probably had someone in a lot of strategic places to get that information. Maybe you've got a person who uh, um, works for a power company. I know a guy. Or maybe someone works at a power company. You can find the address for where Harris Ford is staying. Um, Things like that. I I could kind of see that. I I will buy that if you tell me that in the movie. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's one of the failures that they did. They didn't fail or they didn't show us. How connected this subgroup of the IRA was? Yeah, like I, I would have been good. It, all you need is a couple of like lines of dialogue, like when Sean Bean and that goober are sitting in the van, waiting for the mom to pick up the daughter. He's sitting there, and maybe he Sean looks over at the guy and goes, "Is your contact, you know, is your contact good?" And he's like, "Yeah, my contact is great." Like that line right there tells me, okay, they have someone else on the inside that knows that this is where the kid's school goes. Otherwise, all of their information is coming from British aides, that British aide. So, I, uh, maybe he's omniscient for all we know. I, I mean, that, that's, that's the only other thing is just that seemed, whatever. You know, bad guys well, are omniscient. It, it's a thing in the 90s that happened. And maybe the book explains how they get all their information Better it, when when you die as many times as Sean Bean has, maybe you just gain that power, you yeah. know. Well, at this point, he's only died a couple times in movies. Not true. You, know, true. you know, he's still pretty early on in his his rotation of, of death. Death. <laughs> and someone actually did like it was online or something. Like he's actually not the most killed off actor 
It was actually um I told I think I mentioned that in episode twenty two. You know the specific episode? Sure. Okay. But it was uh it was William Hurt, <laughs> wasn't it? Not William Hurt, it was um gotta play Ollivander. You know what I'm talking about? I- anyone besides Sam? Nosferatu guy. No, not Nosferatu. Um Nosferatu. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Can't remember. He was in uh V for Vendetta. No one. I know who you're talking about. I'm trying to think. I just don't know the name. John Hurt. Yeah, John Hurt. Yeah. Apparently he dies a lot in movies too. Anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, so those are kind of my really issues. A lot of stuff that I like. I liked. I liked the suspense about it. It's not just typical dumb action. It's not just guys Absolutely. just shooting each other. It's a lot of, not really cloak and dagger, but it's a lot of... Um, you know, guys reading books and looking at film and it's how do we outsmart the bad guy and how does the bad guy outsmart the And they're the analyzing guy? all the actions that they will do. Right. Yeah, um, my favorite yeah. scene. You know what I found different? You know what I found different for this viewing though? What's that? Now that I have children, mm-hmm. when his daughter is hurt um, from oh, the, yeah. the attempted assassination, mm-hmm. I was seriously upset at Sean Bean for doing that. Yeah. Because there was, I mean, other than his wife and his daughter were doing nothing, absolutely nothing to hurt anybody. Right. You know, meanwhile, his little brother is in the attempted assassination. Yeah. So, of course, when, you know, it makes more sense for him to die than than to try to kill his his family. But yeah. it's just, that bothered me more than anything this time around. Well, it makes yeah, and I really couldn't get over that 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 whole fact of of how Sean, uh, Sean Miller was act was so I can't believe he killed my brother. And it's like you were trying to kill someone else. Yeah, you had a mask on. You were breaking the law, and you're so upset because somebody caught you. So uh, I I just I, I was just like, dude. Yeah. Ride yourself. Yeah, I don't know if that's a '90s thing or or what, but the misplaced vendetta is a trope that happens kind of a lot. Uh, yeah. It, it actually. You, go ahead, Corny. Oh, I was say you see it in uh, uh, Die Hard. Uh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Die Hard three, really. Because the whole yeah. point of Die Hard 3 is to make Bruce Willis pay for what he did to Hans. Modafada. Yeah. The uh, the one that I that actually comes to mind the most is Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. Is that that whole movie is a revenge story on the imagined slights that Kirk did to Khan. And Khan has built up in his mind over the last 15 or 20 years all of these quote-unquote things that Kirk did to him that he didn't do and is willing to do whatever it takes to kill Kirk. And it's the same thing in this movie, I think. Just obviously yeah. a little, little, little different. I don't like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Um, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of see that. I mean, the, what? the T-Rex definitely does have a vendetta. Yeah, I figured if we're going to talk about Star Trek, we need to talk about Jurassic Jurassic Park. Well, if it's applicable, I'll love to talk about Jurassic Park. Yeah, I'm not sure there's a revenge. Yeah, the, T- the T-Rex is obviously very upset that 
these humans are keeping it caged up, so it enacts its revenge when it can. Kind of like the raptors do the same way. Okay. All the dinosaurs. Yep. Sure. I'll I'll go with there with you. Why not? <laughs> You're right, Sam. All the dinosaurs Thank are you. out for revenge. You know, you curse you stupid humans for creating us after we have not existed for 65 million years. Now we're going to eat you all. But they don't know that. They also yep. don't know about the caging thing either, and they don't have the concept of revenge. But according to Sam, they do, so... They do. They, they, they're smarter than you think. Raptors can open doors. That's true. Next time <laughs> when you build a place, build a build doors that have turn knobs instead of handles. <laughs> and you have now trapped raptors forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. They had the unit. They had the Unix system uh, yeah. that flies through the air as you click on boxes to unlock doors. You want to talk about bad tech. Because that's a thing. Because they spared no expense. They spared no expense on those Mac uh, performance series computers. <laughs> I mean, that program was so dumb. That That's one of my favorite examples of bad tech in movies. It's a great movie. That's like my one real big issue with that movie is that stupid moment. Oh, because she's a hacker, so she can fly through the space and double click on things. Anyway. I'm a hacker. Yeah. No, you're a computer nerd. Yeah. I'm a hacker. I'm a hacker. We prefer to be called hackers. No, you don't. <laughs> says Yes, yeah, says no hacker ever. So said no, yeah, exactly. Said no hacker ever. I like that. Uh, what was I going to go with this? I don't remember. How did we get here? Well, I think back in 1993. With a that Jeep was Wrangler. A thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 93. Chad. Uh oh yeah, in nineteen ninety three, if I recall correctly, hacker was a term that was kind of thrown around by the uh by the nerdy community and it was actually a acceptable uh term or name, if I recall. Um at that time. At that time. Of course, it was a different Oh, oh, sorry. Time. You, you threw it out there and the internet's throwing me off. It was a different oh, time. Yeah. There we go. Oh, there's Chad and crisp, clear oh, yeah, audio. <laughs> you know who else called hackers hackers? The devil. That's who. So, uh, I, I mean, whatever. Anyway, that's beside the point of this movie. In this movie, there were no hackers. There was, however, Sam Raimi's brother. He was in this. Ah. Oh. Yeah. That guy, the nerd with the glasses that was helping him look at the, at, at the, uh, at the or what? At the... Yeah, that guy. So it really was porn. Yeah. He, uh, he, that's Sam Raimi's brother. That's why he's in all three Spider-Man movies, and he's in the Army of Darkness and things like that. It's good to be related to famous people in Hollywood. We just need to jump on that bandwagon and just find someone that we think is related to us and get them famous in Hollywood. Seems pretty easy, right? Uh, the, I, I kind of laughed out loud at that Brit British trial because... Yeah, they still put on wigs and things, and yeah, that's still a thing, right? That's, that's still a thing. It just seems so dumb. Just for seems so British. Well, yeah, like you wonder why we make fun of you all the time. Like, like stop wearing wigs, and your their their parliament sessions are strange too. They just like get up and yell at each other all the time. It's really strange. That is true. Uh, no wonder we left. Thanks for the land, guys. Appreciate that. Um, did you notice the Game Boy? I thought that was pretty cool. I liked the Game Boy. Yes, I love the music coming out of it, though. Yeah, a little. Just no generic. game ever made that music. Yeah, boop, 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 
Yeah, just generic noise and stuff like that. You can't. They probably couldn't afford to, you know, buy the rights. Yeah. And we want to have her play in a Game Boy, and we want to actually have the Tetris theme. Yeah, Which would make sense since he just saved Russia from Sean Connery. That was a little later, wasn't it? He saved Russia from Sean Connery? I don't think that ever happened. I don't think he saved Russia from Sean Connery. It seemed like he he helped get that sub back on American soil. I don't think they actually put the sub on soil. And it wasn't that they didn't get it back on American soil. They took it. Oh, and did the sub taste they good? They stole it. They, well, yeah. You, you, keep, you keep using the... I think, like, your meaning is right, but you're, like, the words you're using are, like, literally wrong, though. <laughs> That's word. I don't think you know what that word means. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't take it back. They stole it. And Sean Connery was part of the... It was his idea. So they didn't save Russia from Sean Connery. It wasn't like See? he was going to... He wasn't going to nuke Russia with that, and the Americans saved Russia from Sean Connery. They said, hey, Sean Connery. More like they saved Sean Connery from Russia. No one shaved But me not without Russia. the sub. Not, because they had to take the sub back. They didn't was... take it back. They took it. <laughs> it was dumb tasty. Because well. if they didn't have... If, if Russia didn't have the sub... I'm going to go get some coffee. Okay. <laughs> If I think we're going to need something stronger sub. than coffee to get Sam to go on the, on the same track as everybody else. <laughs> then, get some then of your there's white no light. point in having U.S. subs to counter Russia subs. So therefore, it's so facto, we win. <laughs> don't even know. So facto, Forbis unum, carpe diem, I can do that too. Yeah, you're just... You're just I saying, can make a words too. You're just saying, yeah, just saying random Latin things and stuff to make your point <laughs> seem valid, but it's not. <laughs> you would be a great lawyer, Sam. <laughs> you just start arguing this point, and then you just sit down like you're done, and everybody in the room is just like, I'll "Drop the mic." Everybody in the room is like, "Wait, what was what his point? Like, what was his point? Is he?" Is he objecting to what we said or not? Uh, Mr. Vector, all we did was ask, what do you want to eat for lunch? <laughs> this is not the time we're place. Right. And just, oh. I would let you be my lawyer, Sam. Just not if my, life, right. just not if my life depended on it. Oh. Actually, if my life depended on it, I want Sam to be my lawyer because I'll throw the case out. Because I'm already <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to have to... Like, What's it called when they have to throw the case out? When they mistrial? Um, yeah, it's a mistrial because my lawyer is incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps saying this gibberish. Maybe he had a stroke. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> it's like that Mash episode where uh, Hawkeye's on. It was either Hawkeye on trial or or Klinger <laughs> on trial, and and uh, Major Charleston Winchester was the. Uh, he was smart enough to be the. The, the lawyer and ended up just spouting like all this Latin and then everybody was like, whoa, I, I, I don't know what that means. Uh, maybe he knows what he's talking about. And then, and then the chief colonel was like, I know what that means and you're going to tell everybody what that means too. And he's, he just kind of gives a sheepish look. It's like two aspirin twice a day. <laughs> That's perfect. I can see Sam doing that. Saying, like having some like, <laughs> he, he says, may the force be with you, but in Latin. <laughs> or 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 raptors can open doors in latin and uh everyone's like because oh, everything God. sounds better in latin that's true absolutely that is true um 
But no, wasn't wasn't what in Latin was Patriot Games. Uh, <laughs> How uh, the hell did we get that far away? From I don't know, but it's Patriot fun. Pay Ames Gay. Uh, uh, that's, that's Pig Latin, uh, which is very similar. That's a thing. It's very, it's, well, at least it's still spoken. Anyway, I think we were talking about Harrison Ford being in Bond. Yes, that was exactly <laughs> what we were talking um, about. No, but okay. Again, for those of you listening, he was not in Bond. Because uh, he, does, he does not speak with a British accent, though he could have played Robin Hood. Uh, uh, apparently that's not a uh, job uh, it's not a qualification. Yeah. Can you speak with a British accent? Nope. You're hired. All right. I mean, Russell Crowe did it. Uh, but he has a British accent. Well, I mean, no, he has an Australian accent. Yeah, but no, that no, he can he no, can do I, he can do that it was Ben him. Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was Ben Affleck. Oh my gosh! Now has Ben been a, Ben hasn't been on Bond? No, he was in those murder get not murder games. Um, the murder game? born born things, right? <laughs> No, born identity. No, it wasn't him at all. That was Matt. That was Damon. his man friend. That was his man oh, friend. Yeah, that, that was, was their buddies, but he wasn't in the movie. Okay, sorry. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's okay, Sam. That's okay. We were having uh, we watched um, uh, Kung Fu Panda last night uh, with my brother and sister in law and their family, whatever. And I, yeah. it was the second movie, and I couldn't remember who was the voice of the peacock, and it was driving me crazy. And I said. Normally, I could just ask my my fellow guests, you know, guys of the podcast. Well, except for Sam, because he would just say Joe Pesci. And my brother in law looks at me and goes, "Joe Pesci?" I said, "That's Sam's go to guy for everything." And he says, "He's been in like eight movies." I know. And and he just he just looks at me and he goes, "I need to listen to this podcast." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, you do." Yeah. Speaking of which, we had to have a uh, Joe Pesci sighting in like uh, three weeks. That's, I know. That's true. That's true. He's, he's, Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci. Oh. It's kind of the size. No, don't. It's not the size sh- of a hermit. <laughs> he's going to show up behind you and uh, and then like <laughs> say, you talking to me? Or you think I'm funny? Am I here to make you laugh? I can't obviously do an Italian accent. but That was beautiful. I know it was terrible. And that was fun. everything I've ever wanted in an, <laughs> an Italian accent. Oh, you, you, you got a podcast. You think you're better than me? That's more, that's more Jersey than Italian. Jersey, Italian, it's all from the same Kind country. of the same, yeah. Oh, so you're in a podcast. You think you're better than me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hope my buddy AR listens to this episode because he would think that's hilarious. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, so Okay, anyway, back to the bond. <laughs> not going back to Bond. It's never been a thing. So I'm just going to play this instead. Marty, I am not you know standing here with my hat in my hand. I am telling you, I want back in. Jack? Sir. Thank God about Sally. Thank you. Alice and I are relieved beyond words. You manage any sleep? Not much, sir. I'm interrupting something. You were explaining to Jack about how we'd be better off without him around here. Or something along those lines. It's good to have uh, friends in high places. Marty! Marty! What? What? This guy's name. Oh, oh, I was like, that's not Christopher Lloyd. 
Um, I like that. I like. I like that moment just because it's it's that like that guy for whatever reason was like an asshole for no reason. Did you did you guys ever kind of like? Yeah. He comes in. He's like, no, you can't come in because you're too close to the thing. Even though like apparently he used to be a really really good CIA analyst, and for whatever reason got out. Maybe because of the events of the Red October. We don't know. And then he then of course then he comes in and it's like basically for lack of a better word said give the man his job back because I outrank you I'm I'm your boss and then later on he's like this is a real thing and he's like I'm not gunning for your job stop being an asshole uh, so anyway I don't know why that guy he just he just bugged me he was just maybe he was just there for conflict for conflict's sake um, but uh, you know fear the beard um, <laughs> I don't remember what this clip is I'll go home and oh yeah okay so in my notes I remember this clip is now this is when uh, Harrison Ford's gone to the bar and he threatens that guy and yes. my notes were if Harrison Ford because earlier in the movie remember when Patty old oh Irish tried to like <laughs> talk to him and he just gives him that finger he just sticks up the index finger in his face and just makes him stop instantly like he used the force on him and it was like, man, I, I, I think if Harrison Ford did that to me, I think I would probably just stop my tracks too. And then he gets in this guy's face and gets all angry. And I love the threat that he does here. I just, I actually laughed when I, when I was watching this part in the movie. And call the TV stations. Give them what they want. Let them take their cameras into my daughter's hospital room. Put it on the evening news. I don't give a shit whether you did it or not. And neither will anyone else. But I will put such a stranglehold on your gun money, you'll be out in the street throwing rocks. I will f***ing destroy you. I will make it my mission in life. I mean, I'm a little scared myself right now. <laughs> I'm going to say I've heard Chad say that before. Yeah? What did Chad say? <laughs> did you hear any of the clip? Uh, no. No, we've been gone, dude. Oh, I was holy why, hell! I was wondering why I was quiet. <laughs> you got, I don't. I, and, I'm glad to see we're we're an important part of this. Skype podcast. Skype is in the background on my computer. I don't have it in the forefront, so <laughs> I don't know that you're not there. All of a sudden, the podcast gets really interesting. It's like, oh wait, Chad Sam are here. So which yeah. like the, what what was the last thing that you experienced with us? I don't know. You were trying to say something, but it kept cutting in and out. We couldn't understand it. Did you hear the last clip I played? What clip? No. You didn't hear any <laughs> clips I played. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is just the worst. Oh my god, I gotta do some so much freaking editing on this episode. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna play these clips again, and this time you guys can react to them. <laughs> I was wondering why it was dead silence. <laughs> Jeez! Whoa! For real, you guys didn't hear the last two clips? No. no. Damn it! Damn. Okay. So, <laughs> I forgot what this clip was. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so over this episode. Okay. Do you want to hear them? Yeah, sure. What are the clips? Okay, here we go. Uh, this happened. Marty, I am not you know standing better. here with my hat in we my hand. We heard that one. You did I hear don't. this one. Yeah, we did hear that one. Remember, Marty, Marty. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so we got that part. So now we're on to this one. Safe trip. 
I'll go home and call the TV stations. Give them what they want. Let them take their cameras into my daughter's hospital room. Put it on the evening news. I don't give a shit whether you did it or not, and neither will anyone else. But I will put such a stranglehold on your gun money, you'll be out in the street throwing rocks. I will destroy you. I will make it my mission in life. And then Han Solo shot first. That's right. He scares me when he's angry. That's what I was saying. That was the point he's I was getting. He's a very scary man. That was the point I was getting is that if, if Harrison Ford was in my face yelling at me, I would probably pee myself a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> and then I'd be like, oh, my God, Harrison Ford is here. Right. And he's yelling How at cool me. How cool is this, that? This is so cool. Somebody video <laughs> this, please. Uh, my last clip, of course, is also. Tits. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that forever. Tits. So. Well, when we finally watch *Nymphomaniac*, we can probably <laughs> yeah, we'll, use that we'll get that a lot. We'll, that Tits. we'll be all over the place. <laughs> you know what? You know when when Sam saw Tits. for the first time. You know what he said? He said, <laughs> "Yeah." So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what is happening? And what were you what doing, Sam, while you saw? When you saw. Oh, wait. Uh, when you. Damn it. Where is it? When you saw. Tits. Well, you were. I was eating pie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, that was. It was a different time. So, you know. Oh, and of course, they were in a Lord. bookstore, which I want to play this. Stupid <laughs> book. There you go. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> oh my goodness, you awesome. okay? Just dying. Okay. Well, uh, don't dying. Don't. Um. So there you go. That's that's it. That's uh. That's the the the, the meat of the, the, the meat of the show. What? Choke myself on the Wi-Fi here. <laughs> Listen, you are a guest in this house. There's no dying on my carpet. That's right. Your carpet much longer. No. There's no dying in baseball. That's right. Not when you're so close to closing. Uh, (laughs) Trubs, uh, if you're in London, you have to see Big Ben. Uh, Bad guys are omniscient. Um, Goes back to job he doesn't want to because he has to. An evil guy is so evil he'll kill his own teammates to get what he wants. Yep. Um, Do you guys have any other ones? Winter is coming. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, especially for him. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Uh, and if you want to listen to this book, Clear and Present Danger, not Clear and Present Danger, that's the third one, um, <laughs> Patriot Games. Yeah, get it right, son. Come on. You can go to audibletrial.com slash cheap seat reviews and listen to it for free. For free? For free. For free. How much is it? Well, it's free fitty. That's how much it is. Uh, this but this movie this mo- this mo- movie can't talk. This movie had a budget of fifty two forty two. Damn, I can't even read. Forty two million dollars <laughs> and grossed eighty three. So good job. That sounds like a very very good movie. Yeah, good job. Good job. Trivia. There's actually some pretty good trivia here. Back trivia. <laughs> like the CIA scenes were filmed at the actual CIA headquarters. This was the first time the CIA had ever done such a thing. Now, 
this actually kind of hurts me a little bit because I like the movie, but then I read this. The original author, Tom Clancy, disassociated himself from the production after reading the first draft of the script. So, really? uh, Alec Baldwin bowed out of this film when the production was pushed back from 91 to 92. He was already committed to doing something else, so they called up Harrison Ford because they actually wanted him for Hunt for Red October. Interesting. James How Weller, old would that have been? And he was done with his Bond contract. Yeah, yeah, definitely. James Horner, who, like all composers, often reuses his own material, borrows part of his score from Aliens, 1986, in scoring this film, specifically the key elements of the resolution and hyperspace from the Alien soundtrack. Uh, it's during the lib. So would we say that? So could we say that he's now decomposing? Oh my god! Oh, too early. Oh, too way too soon, oh, Chad. Too soon. And and Chad, you get to get close to the microphone because it literally sounds like you're a forty feet away. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Please don't, Chad. Be. Come on over here. Please don't. You're, you're, don't get forty feet away now. Okay. Thank you, buddy. The name Patty O'Neill, the IRA spokesman played by Richard Harris, which we learned on this podcast, is taken... Is Harris's brother? Is it really? No relation to Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> is taken from... Nothing you hear on this podcast is probably true. So just there you go. Is ta... Especially if Sam says it. Is taken from the name used by the IRA organization to sign all statements originating from them. P. What? I don't know. I'm not going to read that. Um. Well, they gotta get. They gotta have somebody to issue the POs. I guess. Oh. Know, the purchase orders. Yeah, I'm with you. Because who else does the bookkeeping? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, Tom Watt claims that he got his part because it amused director Philip Noyce that an actor called Watt was auditioning for the role of an electrician. <laughs> what was his name yeah exactly Harrison Ford Sam Jackson and James Earl Jones Shock. have all played in Star Wars that's great well, that's old Matt <laughs> moving on uh, and they all went to go kill Hitler evidently yep, that was the whole purpose yep that's, that was the whole purpose of Star Wars or Harrison Ford really the dual and invader the dual beeping sound effect of Jack Ryan's EKG was also used in the Hunt Red October as the sound of the US Dallas's sonar that's kind of funny and silly this is the only rated R one movie of the Tom Clancy movies um truth be told I'm not really sure it really needed to be I mean you could have you've could have gotten away just leave out you know all the F bombs except the one I played and it's PG-13 movie well, you had the naked the sex scene towards the very beginning. Guy was completely naked. He didn't see anything, right? But it was highly. You gonna make me wet our rubber? You know it's a sin. I don't know. The satellite attacking. Yeah, that so was this. Yeah, so was that accent. The satellite attacking <laughs> watching sequence features the rather emotional. I actually like that scene, by the way. I meant to say that earlier, but then Sam's internet cut out. Um, like. We're so used to just watching movies where the heroes come in and they shoot the bad guys and whatever. But watching it from a screen where it's not, quote unquote, it's not real. You know, we're just watching a screen. But Harrison Ford, who's just an analyst, is looking at real time going, my decision is now killed these men and what I did. And like there's kind of an emotional moment there where he's, 
Like, I don't think he was really ready for that or whatever. And I thought that was actually really great, especially when that other guy goes, oh, that's a kill. Derp, 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 take a shot, you know? And I think, like, I actually really like that scene for that because it, it, makes, it makes, you know, Harrison Ford's character seem human. You know, he's not just mm-hmm. some, some CIA guy who's willing to kill whoever it takes to protect his family. Um, anyway, the music in that scene... Uh, was thinly scored by James Horner, but the music is, in fact, quite taken directly from the slow movement of Dmitry Shostakovich's Fifth Symphony. Um, there you go. Uh, although this film is a direct sequel to Hunt for October, the action of the original novels uh, was in the opposite order. The novel Patriot Games was a prequel. Presumably, the change was made because Harrison Ford is older than Alec Baldwin. Oh, okay. Sweet. Chad will now be voiced by Megan. <laughs> hi, Megan. Hi. Sean said hi. Chad, will you reply? No. <laughs> hi, Sean. Say, it was a different time. It was a different time. Oh, man, if your internet wasn't terrible, I would capture that. It was also a different Chad. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> All right. We, we've been invaded. Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. See you, Megs. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff here that I'm just not going to read. Um, because I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it, right? Uh, I think we've talked enough about this subject. And now it's time for something. Um, oh, the soundtrack, great. Ooh, I gave this uh, a GS for good suspense. Thought this was a good suspenseful type movie. What did we learn? Well, I learned don't threaten Harrison Ford's family. That's what I learned. He will, get off his boat. He, yeah, he will get pissed because he has a very specific set of skills. Set of skills. Right, <laughs> like assassination attempts. Actually, that's we didn't we, we haven't really talked about skill. that. <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> well, actually, he does. He's worse CIA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's actually accurate. Sorry. You're actually accurate. Um, yeah. So, can we take a moment to talk about the uh, the last the, the the big you know cat and mouse scenes uh, at the end? Yeah, which actually, I thought were great. They, they, and oh, that I was gonna say, I was like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just thought that were they were fantastic and um, really well done, considering all the crap that you get in the early '90s. Uh, I, I'm with you. Like I, I, I thought the same thing. It was Didn't like get that it, at all. It, what? <laughs> that, what did he say? It was all cut out. Basically, his point was is that it was really well done for a movie in the '90s. It wasn't just. It, it wasn't, wasn't like, over the top. No, it wasn't like Harrison Ford just came in and just started shooting everybody and like killed all the bad guys. Like, yeah. He's he genuinely had to run for his life and like get out and get back in and like they were really clever with. We know they're going to come down this door, so as soon as they walk in, we're going to turn the lights on because I know they have night vision goggles. And then uh, Sam Jackson, you're going to put, you know, you're going to kill them. You know, uh, I just, I, I, it was great. I thought it was very well done and suspenseful and whatever. Philip Noyce, by the way, we didn't talk about the director. Um, he's very Noyce with it. Hi, huh? see what I did there? Yes, um, I did. He's directed 52 so scenes. Would you, would you say that this is very noisy? Yep. I would. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find stuff that you guys... Very noisy film. Uh, he has done... 
right. So he's done a bunch of stuff, but the only thing that I recognize is the he did the Patriot games, and then he did the next one, uh, Clear and Present Danger, and then he did the Saint with uh, Val Kilmer, then the Bone Collector, um, which is a good movie. It actually is a pretty good movie. Uh, then he did Salt, from with, what I remember, with uh, Angelina Jolie, which I actually like uh, as a spy Russian kind of a movie. If you've not seen it, it's pretty good, and I think it's also based on a book or something. Anyway, uh, is that it? Anything else? Anybody have anything else to say? No, I think I think that's it. All right. I think, uh, well, Joe Pishy did a good job. Well, we picked this movie, uh, and there were. Um, some other fine choices to choose from, but we picked this movie in kind of in honor of the death of James Horner, the composer of this film. He died uh, way too early in life uh, in a plane crash, uh, and so I wanted we wanted to kind of just take a few moments to kind of um, pay a little tribute to him. So we did our top three James Horner scores that we that we all like or love or whatever. Uh, so Chad, if you will. If you're there. An American Tale. Oh, yeah. God. Willow. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait and Titanic. Well, you're going way too fast for this. Hold on. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> and. Um, I didn't say do that. Okay. You are sassy tonight. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Good God, drink a beer or something. Calm down. Out of the way, Peck. Really? So, you said America... I studied, my roommate Bob DeVal studied, we hung out with Gene Hackman. This is he great, right? What I- you said American Tale, Fievel. Fievel? The first one or the second one? The first one. What was that noise? It was YouTube making me do an ad. A little bit oh. of the soundtrack, just to enjoy Oh, I see what you're doing now. There you go. American Tale. It's a beautiful soundtrack, and I love it. What was your second one? The second one is Willow, a great story of of coming of age and revenge and maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, espionage and magic and uh, a whole lot of out of the way. I think of all of the things you said, magic is the only one that actually fits the movie. <laughs> I was buying you time, damn it. I already have that one pulled up because that's my number three. That's my number three. Yeah, beautiful soundtrack. It's a fun movie. It's a 80, 82, I think, when that came out, with Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer. Um, and that hot redhead, I can't remember her name. Uh, yeah. Ready? I can't remember her name, but she was she was hot. That was a good movie. I actually liked that movie. Not very many people do, but I liked the hell out of that movie. So thank you, Chad. What, Willow? Yeah, I love that movie. Everybody likes Willow. I've, I've actually heard doesn't people, like Willow. I've, I've, I've heard people that have actually, one, who've seen it are like, nah. It's all right. I'm like, no, it's not. It's better than all right. Like, there's magic. Did you punch them in the face? I kind of wanted to. You know, it's like. I mean, espionage okay. and <laughs> revenge and a little bit of magic. Okay, it's the, the magic. best movie featuring a little person this side of Game of Thrones. Absolutely. Or 
Well, define little Elf. person. I was going to say because or well, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but those weren't say, real. Little. No, he wasn't little. Okay, that's he was actually that was, a real size person. Okay, that's what I was going to say. So you mean like an actor? Yeah, an actual little person. Well, the Narnia movies, the second one, Prince Caspian has a uh, same guy. Yeah. But oh, do you uh, consider that the best. Oh, the Munchkins from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But that was before Willow. That was definitely before Willow. So yeah. what you're saying is, since then, okay. Yes. Then since then, I will. So you've even... got Game of Thrones. Hold jump on. back to Willow. Jump back to Wizard of Oz. Okay. Oh, yeah, no. That's pretty much it. If you go from Willow forward, I would say the next year you have the Return of the Jedi. Who's a mid, who's a little? Oh, R two D two. Okay. Yeah, but he's but not War, a, but an actual War, little person. Warwick Davis is in that. He's he's wicked. He's who? The Ewok. The Ewok. But that's the well, certainly, but they aren't little people. The, They're little the character, bears. The characters are little bears, but not little people. They're little Wookies, actually. But anyway. Yeah. So you mean like a movie that actually portrays a little person as an actual little person? Yes. Okay. Now, do we really know that the Wookies are from the planet Endor? They're not from the from moon the, Endor. They're not. They are not. The Ewoks are. Ewok literally right. means elf Wookie. What the word means. So they're they're kind of like dwarf Wookies. Yeah. Huh. But they're cute. Right. But they don't speak like oh. oh. No, Sorry, that was my Tuscan Raider. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> We're having a, a language uh, dialect uh, moment here. What was your number one movie, Chad? I'll, I'll work. I'll work on that. Uh, it's a great film of of love and passion and. I don't remember what you said, so don't stall. <laughs> I don't remember what you said. Uh, Titanic. Oh. <laughs> That's how you pronounce it, right? Titanic. Titanic. Well, I'm not a hundred percent. Oh my gosh. I'll take the rivers for four hundred dollars. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'll take album uh, anal bum covers. That's album <laughs> covers. Uh, I oh, I drew you drew a horse having sex with me. <laughs> oh, come on, Trebek. Let the people see my work. Uh, Horner does the Irish kind of Celtic feel very, very good, I think. He did it begin in this movie, Titanic. He did it in this movie, Patriot Games. He obviously did it very well in Braveheart. Uh, he's just, he's just got the feel for this, uh, for this, this sound. I actually, uh, I had to drop Titanic off my list. Okay. Well, we'll get you to you in just a second, Sam. A this isn't all about you right now. This is about Corny. Sink off your list. It's sank off my list. Mm. Because it kind of got a cold reception. Yeah. I'll give it about your list. All right. I'm going to go with uh, the, the Rocketeer. Oh, yeah. Woo! You know, that was streaming for a while. It was. I watched oh, it twice. It was, it was streaming, and someone saw that it was streaming, and it was like, Sean, you have to do this movie. And I said, okay, and then it was taken off streaming. Wait, wait. Are we going to get yeah. Oh, it no. It flew away. It did flew away. I love the freaking Rocketeer. And it was a superhero movie before there were real superheroes. And this movie actually has a Bond 
a former James Bond character as the as the villain. Harrison Ford? He's not <laughs> in that movie. Or in any Bond movie. We're gonna come find out he did a uh, you know, very early on was a he did a uh, cameo he was in the crowd. Speaking of, of the Rocketeer, do you guys know what happened to that guy, the Rocketeer? Because he blew nope. up. No, no, you know, like the Billy Campbell. Like, what is he doing? Didn't Make he fly too close to the sun and his wings melted? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't know he was in that, but okay. He's making soup. <laughs> He's doing a lot of TV stuff since. Well, good for him. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, that ghost town. Here, one. Um, corny number two. Who's the main? Girl in that was that uh, uh, Jennifer that? Conley? Never mind. You mean Conley? There Jennifer Conley. She's a please, man. She she gets naked, she gets naked a lot in her movies. Let's be honest, okay? She's What's there's probably three or four movies where she gets naked. So I apparently don't watch the right Jennifer Conley movies. <laughs> yeah, if you've not you give us a list. Uh, I mean, if you, do you really want me to? <laughs> I mean, not right now because oh. we're kind of you know. Oh, are we bu- are we busy doing something more important than talking about Jennifer Connelly's boobs? No. Nope. Um, I can't remember <laughs> if she gets naked in Requiem for a Dream or not. Uh, let's see. Everyone does in that movie. Uh, I think she does. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> the career opportunities, maybe. The heart. I can't remember. I'll open a lot of doors. Blue Holland Falls, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. There's like two or three that she gets naked in. Just Google it. Just on your home computers, not at work. All right, Corny, number two. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Titanic as my number two. I already played that soundtrack. Yep. It's and... pronounced Titanic. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's, that is, it's you know, pronounced, it was built in Ireland. I'm sorry, Chad, it's That's pronounced. That's what they call it over there. Titanic. 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 <laughs> I'm going to find excuses to play this from now on. I just want you to know that. All right, what and... Else? My last one yep. will be Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Oh. Khan! Let's do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, I'll play that one in just a second, Ch- uh, Corny. Thank you. Sam. Mm-hmm. All righty. Okay. Well, Titanic fell off my list mainly because I got so tired of hearing. Oh, I'm so sorry, uh, Sam. I'm so sorry. I did not realize that James Horner... Had did composing Spider-Man for Commando. Too. Commando. I'm sorry. My number one is Commando now. You don't even know what that soundtrack sounds like. I don't, but just the fact that he did it. <laughs> anyway, Titanic fell off my list because Celine Dion beat that song into the ground. So uh, it's not. Well, in fairness, it's not her fault. Well, here we go, That's terrible. What is that? Oh, now I, I got a commercial. For... And I will. Dang it! I got a commercial for Netflix. <laughs> the music is just on quality with the film itself. Well, it was. Uh, it wasn't even the main title. It was something. It sounded called... like a railroad crossing. Yes, yeah, it was said the trash collector or something. Something that's obviously the scene where. Oh my god! Synthesizer. Okay. Oh, yes, with the uh, 
the still fan still fan yeah there oh. you go <laughs> oh man that was great thank you corny Yeesh. no thank you hey you know what you know what game you know I, I just thought of this okay and there's a great game out there but it doesn't really use you know a synthesizer or still pan or anything like that it's called duck hunt anybody remember duck hunt yeah. remember duck hunt i remember duck hunt yeah i remember the dog in duck hunt yeah yeah the one that would pop up and you'd, you'd shoot you, it. you'd want to shoot the dog yeah. You know, it would interrupt you? Yeah, and it would just laugh at you. And I just wanted to shoot that dog all the time. But, you know, you know, we couldn't really do that because... Well, because the game wouldn't let you. Oh. oh. He, he teed that up right for you. No, it was so forced. Come on. <laughs> it was so forced. <laughs> it was as forced as Chad. I was eating pie. That's what it was. <laughs> I don't know. It made as much sense as what you want me to play, but fine. Because you teed it up. It took you an hour and a half to get there. I'll give, I'll play the clip. I don't think you understand. Wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) All I have is, I don't know, I don't know where it is. Uh, You should bookmark it. Oh, here it is. There it is. If you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really mad. And just so you know, we've now played that 19 times. <laughs> Thank you, iTunes, for keeping track. Oh, we need to go back and add it to our old podcast before uh, before that movie. <laughs> like Turner and Hooch would have been great. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord. I'm so excited they're making a second one. Uh, just a second just, duck hunt? No, the second... Uh, Second Bill and Turner Ted's and Hooch? does kill teenagers thing. What Bill and Ted called? kills teenagers? Um, Hunger Games? No. Are you saying Tucker, Tucker and, Dale and Dale versus, versus Evil? Oh, Tucker yeah. Tucker and Dale must die? That was the one I kept screwing it up with. Are they really? Yeah. Yep. Tucker and Dale versus... I don't see where they got that. I saw something the other day. No, it's not listed on Tucker IMDb. Tucker and Dale and Cabin in the Woods. Is it is Tucker it, and Dale and the cabin in the woods? There we go. Is it going to be, be the same dude? Do you think it's still going to be Alan Tudyk? Yeah, uh, slashfilm.com. Tucker and Dale versus Evil Two is in development. Well, maybe it's different people, but it's not on IMDb. Whatever, doesn't mean anything. He is in that new show called Con Man, the new TV series that was a crowdsource with him and Nathan Fillion. When I and I donated my couple dollars too looking forward to it if you have not seen what that is go google that con man for uh down to jig all right uh corny or not corny you're corny you're done sam it's been so long um hmm what was i talking about no. titanic fell off the, um in my number three spot yeah. is Gosh. a beautiful mind okay yeah gorgeous gorgeous film the music helps explain how he's coming up with these ideas and and different schizophrenic things but none of them are real it's so cool it's such a good soundtrack these commercials are killing me sounded like gustav holtz there for a minute Mm -hmm. i know Is Jennifer Conley? That sounds a lot like Eric Whitaker right there. 
Yeah, I was about to say that. Okay. I don't, pretty. I don't, she gets nude in there. I don't, no, I don't remember. Okay, number right. two. Uh, my number two is uh, Field of Dreams. Hmm. Yeah. If you build it, he will come. Yes. Yeah. And um, interesting part about Field of Dreams, I, I read an interview, or I saw something about James Horner on this, and he he uh, specifically wanted to keep the full orchestra out of the film until the very last scene, mm -hmm. so that when you actually get to the climax of the film, when the entire orchestra comes in, it really makes it that more much more. I cry every impactful. time on that last scene. Every time. I know it's coming. And it's like... Like a baby. It's like every time I finish my fries. Every single time. So it's very sparse until that, that last bit. Awesome. Let's see if we can get towards the end here. Capture a lot of magic. I just okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's still beautiful. It, uh... Yep. And I, by the way, this was almost like our top ten. Where as I was going through his movies, it it pained me to leave some off the list. Yeah. It, it's just there's so many good things. But the number one mm -hmm. film was probably one of my first soundtracks I ever purchased. It was for a little movie called Glory. Oh yeah. And it is just. If you don't weep at the end of glory uh, with well, this soundtrack in the background, it's just... It, it's, That's the one with Denzel Washington, right? Yeah. That's what he won his Oscar for, for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Yeah, this, this movie gets me... The movie itself just is emotional. Right in the feels? Yeah, I mean, totally in the feels. Just ripping my heart out right now. <laughs> but then I had a few fun. You know, I love the Mask of Zorro soundtrack. I love the Legends of the Fall soundtrack. Mm -hmm. God, there's just so many good stuff that he oh, yeah. does yeah. that I, that couldn't make my list. So it, he will be missed. That that's one of the first times I actually had a, a bit of a when I heard about his death. I was like, oh my gosh, I you know, is this what it feels like when you know a great is gone? Yeah. Um, you know, when John Williams passes away, we'll probably oh, be, well, you know, it's just, it's that kind of feeling. It's just, it's a, crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When that, when that the day comes. a freaking airplane yeah, crash. It's just, so, it sucks when it does. Yeah. Um, yeah when John it's Williams goes. what it felt like when, uh, you know, when Buddy Holly uh, died. Yeah. The big popper. Yeah. For some, that generation, sir. Yeah. Uh, my number three already played was Willow. Um, I like that one a lot. Number two, my number two was Apollo 13. Yep. Whenever I hear this, I'm ready to go sign up and go, go to Mars. Yeah. Yes. And um, I want to go to space with a roll of duct tape and some plastic. That's right. That's right. That I mean in that movie that red part we gotta make this 
fit into this, but using nothing but that. <laughs> and they did it. That's just amazing. My number one, of course, was going to be Star Trek 2. And not just because it's Star Trek, um, but because it's one, it's my favorite, it's one of my favorite films. But I still think the score is fantastic. What he did with it was great. Uh, and again, Sam, you're right. There's so many other good ones that I like. Yes. Uh, I, I, I mean, the Gates is really, you know, kind of impactful and good and big. Uh, he likes to use the chimes a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's the, the, you know, the big tall chime and dee 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 dee. He likes to do that a lot. And he likes to the, he likes a lot of trumpets in his, uh, horn. So, yeah, you will be missed, James Horner. Your music was great, and you made us feel things in movies that sometimes the movie itself couldn't just couldn't couldn't do. You know, it was, um, you know, Jaws is nothing without John Williams, and it's just anyway. That's that's. Yeah. Thank you, James Horner, for all the cool thank, stuff you. Thank you had. so much for uh, everything. And that, oh, and I forgot to play this. Woo! For our top three. Yay. Um, what do we rank this film, by the oh, way? Oh, right. We got to do that thing, too. Out of 10, this movie. Chad. I'm going to go with 6.5. 6 6.5? 6 okay. Is that your final answer, Chad? That is my final answer. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, Corny. Uh oh, is he alive? I'm going to give it a solid seven. <laughs> <laughs> you have your mic muted? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just <laughs> got my leg and I muted myself and I was like, I, I'll give it a seven. Corny? Okay. And I was like, you sons of. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Um, I think I'll give this, uh, I, it, it's pretty high for, for this type of movie. I'm going to give it seven and a half anchors away, my boys, anchors away. I'm going to mute you now. <laughs> Out of 10. Uh, okay. Seven and yeah. a half. Uh, I like it. Anchors away. Good job. Um, you know what? I, I was actually expecting you guys to, especially after Chad's intro, uh, I was I was kind of expecting to have to be the one that kind of helped like keep the score high on this thing, so it wasn't like in the bottom third. But uh, I'm actually really pleasantly surprised that you guys yeah. kind of liked it as much as you did. I I liked the heck out of this movie. Um, I thought it was um, everything that I wanted it to be. I don't know. I don't know what that means. But I'm gonna give it also a seven point five. I yeah, had a good time a good with it, and Harrison Ford kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, and that's okay. Next week. What are we doing? Next so I have week. To write this down. Write this down. I don't know if, if you get this confused with anything, then you're just <laughs> you're just wrong. Um, Transformers: <laughs> Age of Extinction. Yes. Oh God, no. All right. No, Google this Docs. This is the first one, right? No, it's the fourth one. Um, they made four of them? Yeah. I know, right? This is with Marky Mark. Yeah, Marky Mark. And dinosaurs. The Dinobots are in this one. Yeah. So, uh, none of us have seen it, right? Not nope. me. Yeah, so this will be great. First Destroying time. Destroying our childhood. 
fun. One, one Autobot at a time. That's you know right. what? I'm going to watch the animated version just to spite all of y'all. Well, I mean, you can watch it, but it's... And that's what I'm going to recall. That's what I'm going to talk about next week. So mark your calendars. <laughs> next week. Thanks, Chad. Always a team player. Appreciate you. Uh, I do what I can. <laughs> do you? Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you. Uh, you can uh, leave us a review on iTunes and Stitcher. Visit our website, CheapSeatReviews.com. You may like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash CheapSeatReviews. And follow us on Twitter at CheapSeatCast. You can follow me, Sean J. Allred. Sam is Suniji, S-O-N-E-J-I-16. Corny is Johnny Darko 16 and Chad is Maestro underscore Evans. It's M-A-E-S-T-R-O. For those who don't know how to spell, CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com is our website. Or not our website, our email address. And we would love to get your email and we will talk about whatever the things that you said. So on behalf of Corny, Chad, Sam, this is John saying goodnight. Thank you, James Corner. You will be missed. Tits. <laughs> I was gonna try to get to it. <laughs> <laughs>